Hello, everyone. Welcome to the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. Over the next month, I'm going to take a deep dive into the role of human resources in fully operationalizing a best practices compliance program. Each day, I will pick up one topic with three key takeaways, which you can utilize to improve, enhance, or upgrade your compliance program. This series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hiring a Chief Compliance Officer through Developing a Job Profile. What should a company do when it desires to hire a CCO? To find out, I sat down with Maurice Gilbert, founder of Concilium Partners LP, one of the company's top compliance-focused executive recruiting firms. Gilbert believes that it behooves any company to find the right CCO or compliance practitioner for the right position. But to do so, a company needs to fully understand and appreciate what it needs from such a position going forward. Unfortunately, many companies do not have this insight at the beginning of the recruitment process. The process typically begins with a company-supplied job description, which is typically a legacy of various things that are not even updated. It's a hodgepodge of things that maybe began many years ago, but it needs to be updated to reflect what's going on at the company at a particular moment. You certainly have business risks. You certainly have regulatory risk. You need to be attentive to those risks, but you could build out a profile about what risks presented need to be addressed now. Moreover, what you're going to get in a company job description is a litany of things that actually could be quite disjointed and may not necessarily make sense for what you're asking the person to do. Key company stakeholders need to be brought into the discussion to help them understand the process. Obviously, this would include HR and others in the hiring process. You should rethink your approach to focus on what they will ask the new hire to accomplish because typically there is a disconnect between what the company thinks it needs and what it really needs. The next step is developing an appropriate job profile. You should give key stakeholders a list of four things they would like the new hire to accomplish in the first year of employment. By limiting this to four, it ends unrealistic expectations but helps winnow down the inevitable laundry list of wants for a compliance professional, such as 30 things to accomplish in the first year, which is clearly not possible. This must be done in the course of several years, but it needs to be realistic. One of the things Maurice Gilbert has done is to develop it at this initial meeting what the company wanted, and which was the, comp- the CCO to spend the first two or three months evaluating their job, see if the job has the appropriate team in place for the rest of the journey. By the way, <clears throat> traveling all over the place would do that. Evaluate your staff, but this alone could take several months. The company also wanted the CCO to perform a comprehensive risk assessment immediately upon starting the position. It's not simply realistic to expect such disparate and time-consuming tasks to be formed quickly. So the CCO will need to travel while performing these jobs. Another important issue that this initial meeting will set is the professional growth opportunities that the company will present to every candidate. This is something companies do not always appreciate in the hiring process. A company is striving to get a seasoned executive to leave a position, so they need to have an attractive package ready to present. 
It is more than simply salary and benefits. You have to capture data such as what are the career growth opportunities once a person steps in and does a good job for three, four, five years. You have to capture data. What is the culture of the company? What is the culture of the compliance program? What are the hot button issues and management strategy of the hiring authority? How does that person plan to interface with such individuals? A final question to a company is around the sourcing of candidates. You need to know if there are any particular competitors or companies which the client feels are hands-off for sourcing candidates. These points are quite illuminating for several reasons. First is, if a company is not clear what it wants in a new CCO and has not thought through what it would need to commit in terms of resources, you have a real disconnect from the start. Second, the communications flows both ways, meaning for the client, this has to be a realistic expectation of the role, but it allows the executive recruiter to develop an appropriate job profile. And that's going to be critical for the interview process because during the interview process, obviously the recruiter will be heavily involved in screening candidates who would be appropriate. But without that appropriate job profile, the screening process could be suboptimal. It helps to develop, rather it demonstrates the collaborative nature of the relationship. By engaging in this process, an executive recruiter moves from simply a third-party executive search firm to a trusted advisor to the client, recognizing that all input and information can help the client to make a better decision. By having such a relationship, an executive recruiter can deliver a much more focused and valuable service beyond the typical generalist experience inside the corporation, talent sourcing, or hiring process. All of this means a company should work with an executive recruiter to develop a job profile and then have the company sign off on the package of what they are looking for in a candidate, but also the package they are willing to present to a potential candidate. Through the capture of an agreement on these points, you're ready to take the next step, which is telling a compelling story about the job position to a prospective client. Because remember, It's not simply you opening up the floodgates and just winnowing down the number of candidates uh, through some sort of computerized search. It's really identifying candidates who are right for your company, right for the position, right for your company culture going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, first of all, For any chief compliance officer job description, you need to bring in the key stakeholders to flesh out the position. Who are the key stakeholders? Well, obviously the CEO, COO, CFO, head of HR, head of internal audit, uh, CISO, head of uh, data security, and a wide variety of other corporate uh, disciplines and functionaries. Number two, consider the top four things you would like a CCO to accomplish in the first year. Not a laundry list of 30 things that you want them done, but the top four things so they can truly prioritize, but more importantly, in the hiring process, you can understand what they're going to bring to the table. And finally, number three, for a new CCO to succeed, the company must have a realistic expectation developed before this process begins. If you simply send out a job notice with a request that top 10% of your law school Uh, with A's and B's or top 10 law school or something like that, it will be completely unrealistic. You need to have a focused job description with a true professional executive recruiter who can help you through this process.
Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the role of HR in a best practices and fully operationalized compliance program on the February edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.